0: That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Bravo.
2: This episode is sponsored by Organifi. With no reunion episode for Salt Lake City airing this week, which caught, I think, both of us a little off guard, we're going to mix it up. Let's start with Potomac, and then we will be discussing the show the traders that is um on peacock right now streaming now we've both watched the entire series so if you have not watched it we will give you lots of warnings but we will be giving away a lot of spoiler alerts so consider this your warning um all right let's transition into funerals uh i <laughs> perfect transition <laughs> i know god like we're killing it at this podcasting game look at us i okay so in the beginning i felt like Charisse actually was talking about the funeral in a way to gain, not clout, but almost to like, it, like I felt like her intentions maybe for intending weren't as pure. Um, and I have experienced that. So I think I've talked about it before, but my dad passed away almost five years ago. Um, you know, I think Shout out was, big red. Yeah. He was like the coolest guy ever. Um, literally like a ladies man all the way until the end had like. 20 girlfriends show up at his funeral, um, including all of his ex-wives. So, you know, you've done something right in your life when all of your ex-wives go to your funeral. But, um, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I definitely had some people where I will say some of their sympathy actions and some of the things they did. Um, and you kind of, you and I have talked about it with certain people. It wasn't genuine. It was very much a, like, I want to be the one telling other people that, Oh, this is what Abby's going through. Like I'm in the know, also some people I felt like kind of used the funeral I don't know how to say it nicely but like I felt like they kind of used it as a way to like reconnect with other people they knew would be there and I was like oh that's kind of shitty um it's kind of like a weird
1: clout chase. Yes, it's
2: really like weird, to but make you
1: do look it. good, but people yeah. do it. It's such a weird thing. But when she was talking about it, I thought exactly of our conversation, and of course, we're being very vague <laughs> on yeah. what we're talking about. But <laughs> I thought of it, and I was like, you know, I I definitely think there's some truth to self serving purposes. I'm obviously part of the Dobbs, so I'm always going to side with Karen blindly. However, I did think. Like she got activated a bit much. I didn't think Cherie said anything specific about her mom, but I think the Agreed. self-serving part of it is what like really triggered her and how she continued to talk about it on camera. Like I kind of wish Karen, like I love Karen, but sometimes I want her to just shoot it straight and just say it. You know, just say, I have issues with you because you choose to chose to speak about this on camera. You never talk to me outside of this, and it right. feels fake for me. Like that yeah. would come across much better.
2: Yes. I completely, um, I completely agree now. And I also like, it's kind of weird because then Charisse, you know, like felt like then Karen wasn't there for her, but that to me also makes it seem like it was like a, a scorekeeping thing. Like I do remember all the people that were there for my dad's funeral, but the people who didn't make it, if their dad passed away, wouldn't be like, well, you didn't go to my dad's funeral. I'm not going to yours. Like that's not, it just, that's not how it should go. If you genuinely want to be there for someone, you're just there for them. You don't like and you don't keep score. I think in friendship, you shouldn't keep score. But then so Charisse is like, all right, well, I'm going to just kind of keep going for the jugular and brings up a lot of stuff. I think I believe 50% of it. I truly believe Karen does have boyfriends on the side. This has come up a lot for it to not be true.
1: I mean, it has. And uh, it pains me to say this, but I think as we like to say here, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's been brought up so many times over so many seasons that it kind of makes me wonder, um, which bums me out. But, you know, if Ray's happy and Karen's happy, I guess it's none of my business at the end of the day. But I do think there's truth to it. I laughed though when she was like, I can't go to Safeway now. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening?
2: This argument like took such turns with the rehab. It's so the I don't believe the rehab thing. That to me seems like a stretch. I feel like that would have come out. There would be enough. If she really was rescued by a group of friends at a rehab, that would have come out. We're we're on what season seven. Yeah. Season seven. That would have come out in seven years. Oh, a
1: hundred percent would have come out by now. And I, I mean, granted, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And we only see a snippet of someone's life on camera, but I don't think any of us have ever watched Karen on camera. And on the show and been like, oh, she looks like she has a problem of some kind. That being yeah. said, I understand that people can hide and mask things very well, but I
2: don't believe that. I don't either. I mean, and we've only really seen her like overindulge very few times. And it, it, again, maybe she's hiding it well. I mean, honestly, the silliest she's ever been is when she got vaccinated um, <laughs> and yeah. with an ex. Um and that, I mean, that was that to me was like kind of bizarre and hilarious, but she wasn't drinking and it was, she was just kind of loopy from getting the vaccine. So she was, I mean, Karen,
1: it's a trip, um, something that I did not expect. And I think this has been a surprise for so many of us who weren't um, Bassett hounds, if you will, <laughs> that's what they call the candy <laughs> fans. Um, I am agreeing with her so much. I thought Candace answered that question question, the question that they asked regarding Ashley. So Candace and Ashley had a conversation and, um, of course it had to been Giselle or somebody, I don't remember who, but they were like, you know, where, do, where are you two? I think it was Karen, actually. How, where are you two at right now? Like, are yeah, you good? Karen was just deflecting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, that's, that's the Robin stand coming out of you right now. Um, I I, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but, Candace, I thought handled the question so well. And basically it's like, listen, like I wouldn't bring, if you're saying Chris is talking and, you know, looking the other way, I would never bring the alleged person in front, like do what Ashley did with Deborah. I would not do that. She was like, you know, I trust my man that's between me and my man. And she was like, I don't know what you've been through and your example of like a healthy relationship essentially, but that's not it. And I was—I thought she handled it herself so well.
2: I was like, yes. And it, I think Ashley agreed with I her. was I think the best part to me was Ashley was like, you know, I think it opened Ashley's eyes because she's like, well, this is what I would want. This is what I would want. Well, it's because she didn't have trust in her marriage. And I, and I think Candace said it really well. Like she, she did it without being a dig, but she's saying, you are biased because of the red flags in your marriage. And so you just you know kind of assume that they're all like this or that everybody wants to know. And I, yeah, Candace did a really good job of talking about it. And I do feel like then Ashley got a chance to say, I think it's bothered her ever since the whole, um, I don't want to say mocking, but like questioning of the miscarriage by Candace. Ashley got to bring that up again. And I think the way, like being able to say, now that you're going through IVF, I kind of thought maybe you'd reach out and and say, okay, I see how hard this is. Uh, I'm really sorry that I ever doubted or like questioned or made fun of your reaction to your miscarriage. But I really do think these two will be friends. They were like very friendly towards one another at BravoCon. Like it was not, there wasn't a lot of shade going on between the two of them.
1: No, I I don't think so. I mean, I think the reunion which is filming today right now um, right now probably as, as we speak today's thursday so depending on when you listen to this it's probably likely past. but um so we'll see after the reunion what happens through there but um this episode i felt like i had to rewatch some scenes a couple of times regarding like the fights but karen you know comes through with the receipts later on um sharice claims that karen d- wasn't there to support her and just said like Sorry for your loss. Bye. When really was much more than that. So she came through with that. And then we get into Robin and Robin starts talking about her wedding, which is Karen's favorite topic. Um, and I find this, what she's doing with her wedding kind of weird and cheap, if I'm being honest. So they're going to Jamaica or some tropical destination, if it's not Jamaica, and they're going already going to be there and they're going to get married the day after, a wedding that they're attending. Yeah.
2: They're going, so So Juan's cousin is getting married in Jamaica and they're not going to tell anybody because they don't want to take away from it. But the next day they're going to like, the four of them are going to sneak off and have a private ceremony. Um, yeah, I agree to me. It screams kind of cheap. Like, does Jamaica mean anything to you and Juan and your family? Like, uh, you know, it just, it seems kind of random to me. It's just like, Oh, we're going to be here. Might as well do it. Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, you know, you pick the Dominican because you are Dominican. Like it, you have family there. Like it was very special to you. Um, And I don't think you always have to pick someone that's like special. Like we have friends who did destination weddings because that's what they wanted to do. But this just kind of feels like, well, we're going to be there. Might as well, might as well just get married. Like it just isn't special. Um, But as we know, it, it d- doesn't happen.
1: I would be pissed. If I would not I, be okay. If I were that family member, like I would just be pissed, even though like logistically, when you put it on paper, like it's removed from your wedding, they didn't take away from it, but that would just bother me. Like, I don't know. I just wouldn't be cool with that. I wouldn't have like a really good reason for it other than it's just not cool.
2: Well, and I think if like Robin's whole thing is like, she just wants it to be them. She doesn't want anybody else there. Maybe that means she doesn't want cameras. So she doesn't want to divulge too much information then just do it when they're not filming. Like she could have already done it. She could be married and be over with it. Like have like a, go on a nice trip, just your family of four, get married somewhere. And that's that, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I think, um, I don't know her story with it doesn't add up. So, um, I, I, but I definitely agree with you that Karen loves, 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 loves bringing up. I mean, like she could be asking her about her veil and Robin's like. Karen, I told you it flew off my head on the balcony. Um, I just look for it. I just think it's funny. Um,
1: and then lastly, again, well, there was two things, two more arguments. But again, we kind of talked about this a bit more. You know, I'm even a dom, but I do think Karen should apologize to Charisse. I do feel like she got a bit more activated, but in true Karen fashion, she doesn't want to apologize until she apologizes and she doesn't think she has anything to apologize for. So we'll go around in circles in that. And then Mia and um, Dr. Wendy Osefo I enjoyed that exchange. This episode, like, there were so many little arguments. And again, like, my mom brain, I was, I had to rewatch
2: a couple scenes because I was like, I know oh, who's fighting now. Or like, <laughs> the, the timing like everyone's of it. fighting. <laughs> Even the timing is, I was like reviewing my notes. I'm like, wait. And I think it's hard because Sharice and Karen had multiple exchanges. So you're like, well, oh, that was in the beginning, the middle, and the end of the episode. So which one was which? Um, I feel like Mia has a little bit of, the Grand Dame ask where she um d- you know, wants to kind of divert and not really like acknowledge the full situation. However, Mia has not earned that. Like Karen is the grand Dame for a reason. I, I just felt like when Mia was like basically being like, do you know what definition of character is and trying to like I'm like, he- Mia was trying to like ignite a-, a physical altercation with Wendy. And I do agree with Wendy's point. like you are lucky that I did I did not go after you. Now, I don't know if it was fair to say I have more to lose and you have nothing, but I did feel like Mia was definitely trying to take it to a level of being physical and Wendy was not. Yeah, um, well, and Wendy clapped back so
1: beautifully when she oh. said, you don't know anything about friendship. When she started, you know, bringing up her friendship
2: with Jacqueline, she's like, you know, I don't even I'm not even going to I'm going to butcher it. If I, Wendy's, try I know Wendy is starting to shine, you guys. I've always liked her, but I think some for some housewives, it takes them a little bit to get into the groove of like having the clapbacks and like just knowing quickly how to respond. And Wendy's like, I'm like, girl, you are a full you are a full housewife now like you have come full circle.
1: Yes. Oh, I found it. So Mia says I was being a friend. You missed the memo. And then Wendy said, What memo? You don't know how to be a friend for 30
2: years. Clearly you don't get the memo. I was like, whoa. whoa. And she's not wrong. I mean, everyone's like, oh damn. Like you you were pretty tough on Jacqueline.
1: Yeah, she is not wrong. So that I mean, guys, if we seemed all over the place with Potomac is because the episode in some ways was all over the place. But we always love our ladies. And I look forward to the reunion and we're getting close to the end. And I feel like I have no idea what's to come, which is the best part about
2: watching Potomac. They keep it on the show. And like we don't even know what the finale party is where everywhere else you kind of already have heard like, oh, this happened at the finale party. It was for so and so. So, yeah. And next week looks good because Robin's going to show pictures of the blue eyed guy that uh, apparently Karen's been saying. So oh, Tune <laughs> here in. we
1: go. Here we go. Well, before we break in and again, spoiler, spoiler alert. If you do not want to know anything about traders, you can end the episode because we don't want to spoil it for you. But before we talk about trader traders, um, I'm gonna talk about Organifi. So again, guys, you do not want to miss this opportunity to get 20% off your Organifi. I've we've been doing it for like the last six, seven months. Um it's it's such a great way and a part of my day and my routine. I feel good when I drink it. Um, I still am doing a little bit of that holiday detox and having the red juice or the green juice in the morning just really kind of makes me feel like I'm kind of doing not a cleanse, but just clearing it out. You know, you just feel like if you're putting good stuff in your body, it feels good. So you do not want to miss out on this. So go to Organifi.com slash real moms
2: for your 20% off. And before we go into traders, we've got one more ad. I think you guys are going to love this new show called real friends of WeHo. If you love the wives then get ready for some real guys because Friday nights on MTV are getting fabulous. This Friday, January 20th, MTV is taking you inside the lives of six fierce West Hollywood friends on The Real Friends of WeHo. Everybody knows we love, love celeb stylist Brad Goreski. We get to go inside his marriage and see a side of him you can't miss. Performer extraordinaire Tadra Hall is ready to tell his side of the story. Television superhost James Vaughn is taking his career to the next level. Rising actor Curtis Hamilton, boss CEO Dorian Renaud, and major social influencer Joey Zazig are all part of the show. Watch as they balance life in the spotlight and give a true VIP access into their lifestyles, their ambition, and all the shade you can handle. And you know what? We're Housewife fans, so we love the shade. Do not miss The Real Friends of Who, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race, this Friday, January 20th at 9, 8 central on MTV. Side note, I kind of love that MTV is like appealing to the geriatric millennials. I think they're realizing like we were with you through TRL. We'll st- we'll stick around. Just give us the shows we want. So um I'm just kind of excited with the Hills reboot. I'm just I'm loving it. All right. Traders, here we go, guys. Again, if you have not watched and you want to watch, we will be giving away spoilers. Um, I don't think we need to go through the entire cast, but kind of just the premise is. It's a mix of reality stars. So from the Bravo universe, we've got Reza. We have Kyle Cook from Summer House. We have Brandy Glanville from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Ultimate Girls Trip. We've got Kate Chastain. Uh, I think that's it for Bravo, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. And then there were two people from Big Brother, um, Rachel, um, who she was from more of the earlier seasons. And then Cody, who um, I think he was like Big Brother- 15 and then he came back for big, um, big brother all stars and uh, one. And then we've got some people from Survivor. Um, Suri, I'm not a Survivor person, so I didn't really know her story, but really enjoyed getting to know her. And then you've got Ari from The Bachelor, and then you have a mix of just like what I would say regular Joes. Um, they are not like famous or anything, they're just regular people, and they're all gonna be thrown into this castle in the, um, Scotland, which it was beautiful. And basically the whole premise is there's three people that are traitors. Nobody knows except the three. The other remaining cast are faithfuls. Every night the traitors will murder someone, which means they are eliminated from the game. They will have all these different challenges um, in which you're going to try to figure out who the traitor is or the traitors are going to try to reveal their identity. And then um, there's also then these things called banishments where everybody votes in front of one another at a round table to banish one person. The hope is you banish a traitor, not a faithful. Um, Or if you're a traitor, you're hoping you don't get banished. Um, And they do have to go into this like circle of truth and reveal whether they're a faithful or a traitor after they're banished. Uh, There's $250,000 up for grabs. If um, the traitors are at the end and win, however many are left, if it's one, two, or three, they split it. Um, If there are faithfuls left at the end and they win, then they would split the pot. So it was a really good mix of people though. I will say the regular Joes, Maybe didn't shine early on, but like, I feel like a lot of them did a great job. I like really like Andy, of course, I feel like you had to love Andy. She was this amazing woman. Her wife is pregnant. She was just so sweet. Um, I really loved the regular Joes. And I think they did a really good job of bringing on the right reality stars. What were your like kind of initial thoughts of the group?
1: I enjoy this way more than I thought I would. Of course, the Bravo Labs to me shined because they know how to bring the drama and again, like Brandy knew exactly who the traders were, but not you that long. It was hilarious. From the jump, it was honestly pretty impressive and amazing. I was like, she can smell bullshit from a mile away. Um, I mean Siri loved uh them. I loved uh they, uh Andy. So I thought they did a great job. Oh, she was job. a job. Or it was
2: a they they were they them. Yes. Okay, I missed that. I apologize. I will be no. Using the it's okay. I
1: I know this from looking up um their social media. So their pronouns. oh, okay. I think it would was... help too. Honestly, in the show, if they included pronouns, just you know,
2: right? Because I yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay, I will talk about they. But, um, yes.
1: Yeah. So I. uh, Anyways, but Andy was you know quick faith. Yeah, I didn't care for you know, Angelica and some of the other people, um, the DMV person in the beginning who, um, eventually got kicked off. It took me a second to realize that he wasn't on a reality show. I will admit I started watching this and I was like, wait, cause I only watch Bravo. You dabble in big brother. I just assumed everyone was from a reality show. And when they kept saying DMV office manager, I was like, wait, what, what show is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, put two and two together.
2: Um, yeah, there were some some regular Joes, um, that I didn't love right away. Um, like I wasn't a huge fan of Michael. I did feel kind of bad for him, but I just, I felt like, so the thing was, if you were really gung ho in the beginning about thinking somebody was a traitor and then they turned out not to be everyone then assumed you were a traitor and people didn't like necessarily pick this up right away. Um, so they're like, it was, it's Geraldine, it's Geraldine. Um, and so then everybody voted out Geraldine. She was a faithful. Then next Michael was on the chopping block. I did love, I mean, Kate Chastain, you guys just Oh, that was it. I mentioned her. No, I did mention her. Um, she just shined like, Early on, her and Rachel from Big Brother did not get along. Everybody was suspecting Kate to be a traitor, and she kept making it through these banishments. Well, the traitors were purposely not going to murder her because she was such a good shield. Um, And at this point, I guess we should say the traitors were originally Sari from Survivor, Cody from Big Brother, and then Christian, who was just a regular guy off the street. Um, I think the traitors got a little confident because they knocked off like four or five faithfuls in a row, including Reza went first, which was really smart. So they, I will say the way they murdered people, they weren't going after the ones that were the loudest. They were going after the ones that wouldn't make sense. So the ones that like everybody seemingly liked versus going off of somebody that was like their really good friend. Um, and so the, I think they did a really, like I thought they did a really good job of like randomly picking the people that they were going to murder. It was throwing everybody off. Everybody then starts suspecting it's Kate. Kate thinks it's Rachel. Rachel's leading the charge against Kate. And like Kate's clapbacks and like insults to Rachel, the way she like insulted her outfit was unbelievable.
1: Oh my God. Kate, I think if you don't watch Below Deck and you don't know Kate, I think it's what made me laugh the most is that Kate, I think on Below Deck, it's like, oh my God, I'm doing all the work. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, what are yeah. you doing? You know? And then on this end, she's like, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> um, going to dress that cute. one. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to dress cute, show up. Fine. You think you want to vote me off? Vote me off. Why am I still here? Like, she just, I think it's her way of kind of putting up a front when she kind of gets into that spicy Kate mode, but she cracked me up. I honestly like, and maybe she did and it could be the editing, but in one of the banishments, I'm surprised she didn't call out. Cause she said it in one of her confessionals that they are using her as a shield. Like, I'm surprised she never just said that
2: because I think that yeah. would have helped her cause along the I, way. I agree. Cause she, I mean, she wasn't a traitor, um, they finally got a trader out though with Cody. Um, and I think C- Cody got a little too confident and started playing a sloppy game. Christian was as well. So Cody was the first trader out. What was interesting is Sari and Christian both voted Cody out. They did that because they were catching wind that the group was leaning towards Cody. Had they not voted for him, it might have made it look like they were a trader. Um, so they, you know, they were doing pretty good. Uh, they had an opportunity to then recruit a faithful into to being a traitor. And they picked Ari, which I thought was interesting because before that twist, I was like, oh, they should murder Ari because he's so like even keel, doesn't really have strong opinions, like seemingly gets along with everybody. So then they brought him in and Christian made the huge mistake the next morning at breakfast, revealing that there was an opportunity to recruit, but he made it sound like he was recruited and to be a traitor. And he said no. And then after that, everybody was like, oh, it's him. Like, that was the oh dumbest God. thing ever.
1: That was so dumb. Christian was so like intense. I did not like him. He was not he was sloppy me. the whole time. Yeah, he was. And I'm surprised that he didn't get caught sooner, to be honest. I think he, a lot of his enthusiasm Siri, like called it out a few times. She's like, dang, like chill out at the breakfast. Like you like quick to chatter and quick to, you know, be like, what do you think? And I just felt like he, um, I'm sure looking back, everyone in that house probably is like, oh, it was like really obvious. And I just didn't pick up on it. Um, but I enjoyed him. I will say, Kyle Cook, like, hey, if you're not a Kyle, not that I'm a cookie. <laughs> so Kevin, names.
2: Kevin thinks he's the biggest douchebag ever when he watches Summer House. And he's like, oh, when he's not the center of attention, he's not a douchebag.
1: Yeah. I, I like, think Kyle is, you know, a smart guy. I think this to me, we all know he, he works hard for Loverboy. I know we know that, but I think to me this kind of shows off more his strategic sense obviously. Um but I I enjoyed watching him and I I was it was interesting to me with the Bravo Lebs seeing who like hung out because uh, Brandy and Kate were close which I did not know um that they would be like so close. I feel like he, they would either love each other or hate each other and then Kyle was kind of on his own. Um, with the other people like Ryan Lochte
2: and Cody, and then Raza wasn't there long enough. But I know I was so sad when they got rid of Raza. You guys know that I love Shaw's of Sunset, so I was like, "Oh my God, Raza back!" Um, but it was it was a good move. I know I really enjoyed um, Kyle. I thought he had a good um, he had a, a good like approach to the game. And I mean, even though he got a little bit vocal and that's when people started kind of turning on him, I, um, I just, I don't know. I felt like he just did a really good job. Um, and I think ultimately I'm not sure why people started thinking it was him. I think because he started going hardcore against Cody and saying it was Cody. And then when he was eliminated, and it was found out he was a faithful. Then everyone was like, oh, now we're going to vote Cody out, who turned out to be a traitor.
1: Um, yes. And then he was why, right. And then Andy was like, damn it, I'm going to go with my gut. So I just thought the show did a great job. Uh, I think, really, the show, if anything, and this is like a rule of life in general, is like go with your gut. I think mm-hmm. some people got caught up a little bit too much in the game and should have just thrown it out there. But I overall really enjoyed it. What was your favorite challenge that you watched?
2: Um, well my favorite one was they were like having to push these barrels that had like money associated with them because at this point everyone had been so terrible to Kate. She was a, I mean Andy described it perfectly and said Kate was the punching bag, the basically the entire Time. Uh, and so she was so sick of it that she was holding these small barrels worth $600 and she just started throwing them on the side of like the, the Scottish countryside while everybody else is like dripping sweat pushing these large barrels up gravel roads. I, that to me was one of my favorite. I also, though, loved the one where Kate came through. Obviously, Kate was my favorite. And then Suri. Um with the, when they were in that house with like the bugs and they had to figure out the code. I thought she did a really good job of like, actually trying? What was your favorite?
1: I enjoyed the, the circle, the wheel where they're all strapped on it. Oh, that was fun. And they had to like, basically all answer a question. And I, I enjoyed that one because I kind of liked that. It sets up a little bit of the backstabbing I guess a little bit and put calls people out when they have to have a little question so I I enjoyed that but overall I enjoyed the show I was like they've got a budget honey because not only do you have Alan Cummings you're in this castle I was really perplexed by the wardrobe I don't know why um but I was like what do they have like a costume person because they all I, dress like Scottish The entire,
2: men the have, like these like very like Scottish suits with like the material and the fat, like the, um, the patterns, uh, Kate had the best of the women. I think her like Scottish vibe was the best. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved the way they all dressed. I will say the final one was really interesting to me. Um, so Kate reveals that she's, they get Christian out, right. Then Kate, I think that's how it went yeah and then yeah so they get so kate They it's down to five and then so they banish kate she lets them know she's a faithful so it's ari andy quentin who quentin was wrong every single time he did not get oh like my he got
1: i mean he just like sold things with conviction
2: yeah he was, was like so i know it was couldn't right. be cody and then they're like cody's a traitor he's like oh damn and like he was <laughs> the one who didn't think it was christian so then at the final four and i will say so I feel like we're not talking about Sari enough. Sari. No, I, I feel like this is a moment to give yeah, up to her. Played it so perfectly. Um, She was just flawless. Everybody was convinced she was a faithful. She built great relationships with the right people. Like she, for this being the first time the show's ever happened, anybody who's going to be a traitor now is going to try to model what she did. I'm assuming they're going to do this again because it was pretty successful. The show um, was well-received. But um, so the final four, though, it was Ari andy quentin and Suri. so you have two faithfuls two traitors and everybody so the game could end everybody put picked these like rocks or something and they threw them to a fire and if you wanted the game to end you pick the one that was green and you would split the pot or in everything would be revealed if you believe there was still a traitor you'd put in one that like when thrown into the fire it would turn red and that's when you'd have to do a banishment and everybody but Siri picked green to end the game because Andy and Quentin were so convinced that Ari and Siri were not traitors. And so they thought they were going to split the pot four ways. Siri, being just such a genius, was like, I've been a traitor the whole time. Ari came in late to the game. I've had to carry all this guilt. I've had to lie. I've had to be manipulative and backstabbing. I'm not sharing with him. So she threw in the red. I was really impressed that Ari kind of like realized that and was like, I'm not going to ruin the game for Sari. So he said, all right, guys, I'm a traitor. I'm removing myself from the situation. And then Andy and Quentin thought that like they were good. Oh my God. I died.
1: It was so sad. They thought they were one. I was so impressed with like Ari. Like I was like, wow, like you never see someone be that mature. But I agree with Sari. I'm like, no, she fucking like owned the show. Like she played it so fucking good. She was like this trusting motherly presence in the house. And everyone was like, no, it can't be her. And she just really won everyone's trust. But damn Andy and Quentin, when they're like hugging and crying, like shit. I know. <laughs> you don't I know, know what's know. coming. Yeah. They're like I'm in their heads already doing the math and like what they're going to do with the money. And I was like, ooh.
2: I know. Oh, God, it was so hard because Andy, you know, revealed that their wife was pregnant and you're like, oh God, they're about to have a baby. Like, you know, they could use the money. Um, And I think that was really hard on Sari to have to, you know, know that and lie, but she had to think about her family. She just played it so perfectly. So then they got the three of them go around and they all throw in like the, whatever it was, the tablet or stone or whatever. And it turned it thrown into the fire. All three went green. They're like celebrating. And then they all, so the host, Alan Cummings, who he was amazing, by the way, um, he makes everybody reveal Suri goes last and she lets them know she's a traitor. And all their faces, it was so bad. It was so heartbreaking. But I think it just showed, that was such a good, like it was such a good premise for a show. It kind of reminded me of The Mole. If anybody watched that way, way back in the day, but just a little different. Uh, But I, I would just be shocked if they don't do a season two. And I bet there's a lot of Bravo lebs that are like dying to be part of it.
1: I kind of think they should just do all reality stars.
2: Yeah. But then we wouldn't have hit Andy. You're right. You're right. I do oh, okay. see that point though. I think part of it too, by having a mix of like regular people is you don't know them. So, cause like the people who played big brother instantly kind of had a red flag because everyone's like, well, if you've been good at big brother, part of that is having a strong social game, manipulating, lying, you know, swaying people your way. And so I felt like that came up a lot. Like there's a lot of like, well, you've done this on big brother. Um, so I think it was good to have some of the non famous people in there. I would have liked more of a mix of, I think maybe 75% reality stars, 25% regular Joes.
1: Yeah. Well, I cannot wait to see what they do next. So, guys, know, if, so good. if you listen through this and the spoilers, okay. and you haven't watched, then <laughs> go
2: watch. Go watch. It'd still be good. Traders. We didn't tell you
1: everything, so I mean, there's it still still some will be and great. Turns. There's twists and turns. Um, and I think honestly, watching it, I mean, you they reveal who the traders are along the way, but even knowing that Suri wins, it's kind of just m- makes her game that much more masterful when you watch. If you like spoilers, um,
2: let's get to the point of our show. Let's share our yeah. shout out. Um, what is your shout out? I feel like we might have the same one. I want to shout out um Yvonne, the author of the LA Times article that we posted about a lot um yesterday. She, first of all, is an amazing journalist. We got to do three different interviews with her. Um, and I just her article, if you guys haven't, you know, read it yet, it just does a really good job of explaining Bravo fandom and like why we all care so much. And Maybe what an outsider's perception is and what it really is like on the inside. And I don't know. I just, so I loved the article. I thought she did such a great job of talking about our Bravo community in a positive way. And um, so I want to give my shout out to Yvonne.
1: I want to give my shout out to you, the listener. For those of you listening and following us, that article wouldn't have happened without your support. And that's not lost upon the both of us. So I just want to say thank you so much for all of your kind messages, for the love that you've given us, for your support. Um, It's honestly like that was such a pinch me moment. And I try to celebrate moments like that because I think as mothers, especially it's so easy to get caught up into the next thing and not just sit still with that. So it was amazing, um, and such a great feeling, but all of that wouldn't have happened without you. So I just want to say thank you, um, from the bottom of my heart. So it just means the world to the, both of us.
2: Um, um so so if you're still feeling, thank you, thankful, um, and want to show a little bit of love our way, not that you guys don't show us enough love, you know, the drill, if you could do five stars on the, um, if you could subscribe, hit five stars. If you got 30 seconds, leave a review. And then if you'd like to support us monetarily, uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And for $3 a month, you can join our Patreon page. And with that, we will catch you next week.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's Bodi.com. dot